This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury and welcome to Tech Talk this morning. Did you know that October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month? Uh, not many people actually did believe it or not uh, when I was speaking to them over the last few days. However, somebody I'm with today um, does know that it is a, indeed Cybersecurity Month, and we'll be talking an awful lot about it. It is Stephen Schuerman, the uh, v- uh, Regional Vice President for Palo Alto Networks of ASEAN. Now, they're a global cybersecurity leader. They're shaping the cloud-centric future with tech that transforming the way people and organizations operate. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Thank you, and I appreciate the warm welcome. You're very welcome. Now, tell the people at home about Cybersecurity Awareness Month. When did it begin? Why did it begin? Uh, How did it get kicked off? Okay, so many people won't know that, in fact, Cybersecurity Awareness Month began in 2004, by Mm -hmm. the president of the US. So it's not something new, it has been around. But having said that, uh, I'm sure many of the listeners would be quite surprised it's been around for quite some time. So I guess Mm -hmm. that's the first point I'd like to highlight. Uh, The more important thing is the campaign theme. And the theme is see yourself in cyber. Uh, and, and I'm not referring to see yourself in the metaverse because, you know, you could argue that's a subset or something new, but more so see yourself is focusing on the people part of cybersecurity, mm-hmm. which is critical. You know, a lot of attention has been focused on the tech side, the technology, the software, mm-hmm. but the people are, are an integral, integral part of dealing with the cyber threat. So this is really important. When I say people, it's, you know, the elderly, it's, right. you know, the people, the people at work, uh, and mm-hmm. it's also, of course, children, you know, that had been working, um, sorry, not working, studying from home <laughs> over the last two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Often the, the people that sat in the chair uh, accessing the keyboard, that's what we're talking about, isn't it? That's exactly right. And the keyboard could be, you know, many of us think still of the keyboard being, you know, this large, um, you know, keyboard screen with screen. But of course, it's also your mobile devices more so than ever. Yeah. Now, uh, there's some people obviously tuning in today that are familiar with, uh, you know, current cybersecurity trends and terms and whatever. But there are also people tuning in today who might not be familiar with some of the terms that we might use today. Um, can you help some of our listeners familiarize with some of the terms commonly used in the context of uh, cybersecurity? Yeah. So, I mean, firstly, I can't ignore the fact everyone hears this term cloud. Right. You know, it's hard to ignore. Um, everything as we know it, you know, traditionally has been what's classified as on-prem. That's a mm-hmm. device that may be in a data center. It may be in a HQ of an office. For the individual, you know, on-prem might be you get home and you have a home office and you have a server there connecting, you know, your screen to with your keyboard. That's on-prem. What has happened over recent years, particularly with COVID, there's been an acceleration to the cloud. So people are accessing services, applications, buying and selling things 
online in the cloud. So, you know, think about the cloud of something you can't see, you can't touch. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Cloud, I think, is really important because when you talk about security, you, of course, can secure something or protect something if it can be touched touched Mm -hmm. and seen. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, of course, you know, evident. But if it's in the cloud, you know, how do you vision this? You know, where is that cloud and so forth? So cloud, Mm -hmm. I think, is a really important thing to understand, particularly as it pertains to security. Now, the other part, since we talked about people, there's all these things that we need to understand around uh, cyber hygiene, you know, cyber fitness, cyber readiness, Mm -hmm. resilience. So, you know, I'm trying to flag the, the core elements as it relates to the people aspect, you know, so cyber hygiene, you know, how do you behave when you use your device and your phone? Mm. Um, m- most of us don't even think about this. You know, we just log on and, you know, I want to contact Richard and say, Richard, how are you? And I'm going to send you something. Yeah? Right. Assuming yeah. that everything is fine. Yeah. Yeah. You put your, your faith in the tech. Correct. Correct. Mm. Now, I, I remember a few years ago trying to explain the, the concept of the cloud to my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, and they were in their late 60s, early 70s at the time. And the, the concept for them was very, very difficult to understand. And I think yes. there are still some people around today, you know, uh, particularly kind of brick and mortar businesses or SMEs and MSMEs who've been doing things a particular way for the longest of times, who still have this um, disconnect, I guess, with what the cloud is. How do you go about explaining you know, something that's intangible to them. Yeah. So, I mean, the easiest way I could explain it is probably something that most of us do in terms of music and movies Mm. and entertainment. Mm. So in my case, I'm a little bit of um, a consumer and all those uh, elements. I download music um, to listen to. In the past, you would buy a cassette, just shows how old I am, or an an LP. So music now, you connect via the cloud. You're connecting to a point, an access point, Mm -hmm. and you're downloading the the particular song. Or, again, if you're old like me, you want to listen to an album, you know, a journey, a Mm. theme. Conversely, in entertainment, you can download a movie, an episode of your favorite series, and so forth. So, I mean, for me, that's perhaps the easiest way to describe cloud to people that are struggling. What does that mean, uh, consuming a a service? Mm -hmm. I mean, for many of us in ASEAN, the cloud, I guess, the easiest way to understand is suddenly you're going online to a website. You're seeing a catalog of products. It might be uh, groceries. Mm. It might be chairs. It might be, you know, other furniture. It might be makeup. You know, whatever your fancy is, you can see it online. You're consuming something that doesn't have a physical location in the sense a shop. Mm. So, you know, that's the best way for me to describe cloud. But, you know, in the back of all that, what we need to understand is, yes, you may be consuming it from today from home. It might be from my car, even on the way to the office or on the train on the way home. Someone is responsible for all that data that's being collected, all those transactions that are happening, and all that information is being shared and moved around. 
Mm. And, and that's, that's the, the most important thing to understand. It is not a, you know, a designated spot that you're going to, a shop, but there is lots of information that's being collected and being used to conduct a transaction still. Mm. Now, of course, it, it is Cyber Security Awareness Month. Now, um, what do you think are some of the latest trends here, uh, cyber attacks in the country, and, and what has contributed to them? And to kind of top onto that, how have these risks evolved over time? And are, are there any ASEAN-specific types of attacks? So the most interesting or I think pertinent thing to understand is in the ASEAN context and Malaysia, if we look at Malaysia as an example, the SME space is one area over the last two years during COVID, there's been an acceleration to the cloud. Now, that's been wonderful to see how creative and robust the SMEs are. But of course, because mm. the SME space now has become so on digitized, of course, you know, we talked about criminals focusing their attention to where there's opportunity to mm. steal are focused on SMEs. And this particular group, you know, don't have the tech, nor do they have the expertise. And if they have the budget, it's very challenging for them to go and get the skill sets. Mm. So, you know, so the types of uh, scams you see, obviously, are ransomware scams, are job scams, which, you know, quite prevalent across the region, romance scams. Um, so... The, these are the themes that you continually see. And so coming back to, you know, the people element, uh, we can improve this and we can uh, address this. You know, there's just some really important things that we need to do. When I say we, it's, you know, the community, you know, the SMEs, the tech companies like Palo Alto Networks, it's the media, it's government. It's how we can work together to help educate and prepare people to be a lot more cognizant of the threat yeah. and, be, and to be better prepared. Okay, hold that thought. Let's take a short break. And then I think what we can do is take a look at some of the ways that these SMEs, MSMEs can be a little bit more prepared. Yep. Okay, folks, I'm on the phone with Stephen Sherman. He's the Regional Vice President of Palo Alto Networks of ASEAN. They are the global cybersecurity leader. They're shaping the cloud-centric future with tech that's transforming the way people and organizations operate. We are, of course, talking about this because it is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. We'll be right back after these messages here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Boosting Female Ministers, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Tech Talk. I'm Rich Bradbury. It is Thursday morning, of course. I'm on the phone with Stephen Sherman. He's the Regional Vice President of Palo Alto Networks for ASEAN. If you don't know who they are, they're a global cybersecurity leader. They're shaping the cloud-centric future with technology. That's transforming the way people and organizations operate. They have a mission to be the cybersecurity partner of choice, uh, protecting our digital way of life. Now, Stephen, just before the break, we were talking 
talking about SMEs and MSMEs and how the last you know couple of years um, they've been pushed and had to have been pushed to go digital and digitalizing, uh, digitizing just to make sure that they remain competitive uh, as things have been over the last couple of years due to COVID, people staying at home, of course. And because of that, some of them might not necessarily um, have all the tech that they need, have all the knowledge that they need to be, um, you know, cyber aware, so to speak. Now, um, what do you think in terms of um, individuals, in terms of governments, national bodies, and of course, businesses can do um, to make themselves a little bit more aware? Yeah, look, um, I think your question... I mean, I, I know that's a very broad question. No, it's, ac- it's actually excellent, Richard, because you've you've highlighted a couple core components. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a, an illustrative response to, to some of those pieces which are critical. Mm. So firstly, cyber hygiene from an individual standpoint. You know, we as users, you know, I always say this sarcastically, we could go and live in a cave, but that wouldn't be very productive. And right. We would be disengaged from the world we are today. So that's not feasible. So Mm -hmm. we have to be connected. That's just the reality. So saying that, cyber hygiene, you know, let's let's be more diligent around the way we use passwords. Now think about it. We've been talking about passwords for years. Yeah. But you know, a lot of the compromises still occur because people have not created strong and unique passwords for different platforms. Mm -hmm. Another example is, you know, having the appropriate malware software in place. Another one, you know, keep your device and browsers up to date. You get the update on your PC or phone, get Mm. it done. Don't Mm. delay. You know, make sure you have some level of authentication in place. Now, they're just some examples, but you'd be surprised how many people still don't do this. Okay, so it's really important that you get yourself uh, into a process of discipline that these things get done because it's mm. like you have a door with, with a you know a lock. If you don't lock the door, it's kind of pointless having the lock on the door. You, you know, you might yeah, as well yeah. leave, leave it no, open. I agree. But then uh, I've tried to explain this to multiple people, right? And when I, I explain how important it is to have a, a unique password and they're like, but I have a Spotify and I have Netflix and I have this and I, how am I supposed to remember all of these passwords? You know, should I write them down? And of course you're like, no, 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 don't, don't write them down. Sure. That it creates uh, anxiety for some of these people. Yes. Um, I mean, so th- this is just how, I mean, this is perhaps the hardest part about all of this is the people element. And this is why mm. I, I flag, you know, the people element being so critical. We're, creatures of nature. Um, you know, we tend to be lazy. So to get into the discipline to understand this is important, but it also comes down to the education element. So that's the second layer. Mm. You know, a lot of the work that Palo Alto Networks does. So to give you an example, over the last two years during the COVID pandemic, children studied from home. We mm-hmm. found that it was very evident that children were incredibly vulnerable to threats. So we have been very active in the community in terms of educating children about the do's and don'ts about how to use applications, how to get onto the, you know, the internet, how to use your phone. If you start this at an early age, of course, it becomes part of your normal procedure. Mm -hmm. On the alternate side, 
it's been very evident the elderly who've never been on smart devices have been vulnerable because suddenly they've had to buy something because they couldn't go out. Right. So that's yeah. another yeah. So they're incredibly vulnerable. And they come from an era and an age where we trust people. You know, mm-hmm. why would Richard be trying to trick me? Mm-hmm. He sounds like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He has the most velo voice, mellow voice after Eartha Kit on the radio. <laughs> you know, so we we need to educate the vulnerable to make them understand. And so education is critical. So that's the second layer. The other part around, you know, education and awareness is getting government and agencies involved. You know, mm. what are some type of the hygiene campaigns that need to be out there constantly in the media? And, you know, I, I really appreciate this platform to talk to you, Richard, to share this information so other mm. people can hear about this. So you're a key part of our messaging, mm-hmm. you know, investing in talent. So in the schools that there are more skill sets coming out. And also, you know, working with agencies to create legislation and policy to make people responsible and accountable for this. So, you know, there is there's an accountability level. All of us as business persons need to understand I need to have a budget for cyber. I need to do something about this. So that's that's really critical. Now, why is this all so important? Um, Digitization is going to only accelerate. Nations are going online. You know, in, in Malaysia, you know, you look at everything from Maxis to the Ministry of Education to, you know, large organizations uh, are all digitizing more and more. So mm. it's something that's happening. Um, the, key, the key other part of this is where we work very closely with our partners. Palo Alto Networks is not just sitting back to respond. When an incident happens, of course, we respond. We want to understand what happens. But the, the unfortunate reality is post-incident recovery in terms of monetary loss is very small. It's between 1% to 2%. The damage Mm. has been done. Mm. So, you know, the proactive element here, which speaks to the education, understanding the threat landscape, having the right tech in place, making sure the SME space has support from business partners and vendors like Palo Alto Networks is critical. So all these pieces, you know, it, it's an apologies for that very long answer, but these, no, 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 these no. are all little building blocks and partnering is critical here. And we're very much, you know, committed to partnering and ensure, ensuring to deliver this, this framework, uh, mm. which will address um, the cyber challenges we have. And, th- and which then speaks to, of course, cyber fitness. We want to get to a level where organizations, individuals, Richard and Stephen, we're all cyber fit. You know, we are in a position whereby if there is a threat, if there is attack, we can stand up. You know, Mm. we are resilient. Mm. We can persevere. We can recover. We can continue to operate. Because the most important thing I I flagged, SMEs are the engine of the Malaysian economy. Mm -hmm. They have to be resilient because Mm -hmm. the impact of the economy would be critical. Mm. I I think that that is... You know, excuse the pun, but it's the critical point, you know, letting people know just how vulnerable these smaller businesses are and kind of hammering that point to a lot of people so that they understand how important it is. And it's not just little things like I've had difficulty getting people to update their software because (laughs) on their phones because it's too much hassle and I don't want to have to do it. And at the end of the day, it's like it's, it's five minutes work and it could prevent your business from being hacked. 
Yeah, it, you're spot on, Richard. And, and it comes back to the point I made about I think we have a duty to continually tell people of the real imminent threat. So, you know, I'm, I had the unfortunate situation. I listened to someone tell me the other day his mother-in-law lost $90,000 online on a scam oh, wow. two weeks wow. ago. So, yeah. you know, you hear stories like this, and, and the unfortunate reality is these stories are not random stories mm-hmm, anymore. Mm-hmm. They happen on a regular basis. And when you hear stories like that, you know, let's not sensationalize them. Let's not, you know, create, um, you know, a viral, you know, m- media message. But it's important to share the facts. Why did it happen? A person right. was, the person was vulnerable. The person had money. The person didn't have the right education. The person didn't have the support to be protected and so forth. So they're the key things we need to understand why it happened and importantly understand it can be prevented. And, mm-hmm. and that's what Palo Alto Networks is fundamentally all about. We're pragmatic. People do need to be online. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the services now, you have to be online, but how do you do this in a manner that your digital life is secure? Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. Stephen, thank you so much for your time today. Very enlightening. Look, thank you, Richard. I appreciate it. Um, since you're based in Malaysia, all I can say is Malaysia bole. And we <laughs> definitely can make the internet and cyber safe, which is Lovely. key. It's paramount. Thank you. That was, of course, Stephen Sherman, the Regional Vice President for Palo Alto Networks of ASEAN. This is Tech Talk. And if you did miss any part of this show, of course, we are talking about Cybersecurity Awareness Month. You can download the podcast wherever you normally download it from. I recommend the BFM app. It's available in the Apple App Store or Google Play. My name is Rich Bradbury for Enterprise here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.